Hey everyone, what's going on? Welcome to a brand new review on the Sam Bissell Podcast on the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions. And right now I'm going to be doing a non-spoiler review for the first four episodes of Marvel's latest Disney Plus show, She-Hulk Attorney at Law, which stars Tatiana Maslany, Mark Ruffalo, Ginger Gonzaga, Tim Roth, and the first four episodes are directed by Kate Cairo. Still in control, no overwhelming feelings of rage. No, a normal amount of rage. You do revert back to Gen 4 when you sleep. Was the air horn really necessary? For comedy, absolutely. This is a multi-year journey you're about to embark on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who's your best friend? Nikki. <laughs> Spandex. Spandex is your best friend. Being a Hulk asks for balance. You have so much more to learn. Yes! So I'm clearly nailing it at all these things. If you want to go back to your life as a lawyer, I, I respect that. He doesn't mean that. Now, She-Hulk Attorney at Law is basically introducing Jennifer Walters, who is the cousin of the Hulk himself, Bruce Banner. And basically, this nine-episode series is following the life of Jennifer Walters as a single 30-something-year-old attorney who also happens to be a green seven-foot-inch super-powered Hulk. And this is basically kind of the origin story for Jennifer Walters. And like what Disney Plus and Marvel have been doing over the last couple years with Phase 4 is introducing these brand-new characters to the universe. We got it with Amon Vellani with Miss Marvel. We had it with Oscar Isaac introducing Mark Spector and Steven. We also had it with Shang-Chi and the Eternals. So really this phase has been giving us a mixture of, of old characters with new ones and we're continuing that with this new Disney Plus show. And I'm somebody who was intrigued by She-Hulk when it was first announced. I thought it was a natural progression to include this character. She's very popular within the comic book space. She, she's it's a natural instinct to continue the Hulk adventure if soon you want to pass the baton to her from Bruce Banner this will make the most sense and to have it a Disney Plus show give more time for audiences to fall in love with this character instead of just putting it out in a two hour movie it made a lot of sense so I was really excited that it was going to be a comedy half hour nine episodes kind of just this this court comedy instead of a court drama like a Law and Order we get something a little bit different like an Ally McBeal which is what the, the showrunner Jessica Gad, uh, excuse me, uh, Jessica Gow has been saying about this this show is that it is basically the MCU's version of Ally McBeal, and it very much it, it, you see that in the trailers. But when the trailers did come out, I wasn't so sure about it. The CGI didn't look that good, especially in in the first trailer. But I did like kind of that sense of humor, that sense of levity that that we got within this side of Marvel, and we've been kind of tapping that a little bit more when it comes to the Hulk space. Of course, that kind of all started in Thor Ragnarok when Taika Waititi kind of reinvented the Hulk character a little bit. And then we saw the progression of that in both Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame with Small Hulk. And it seems like we're continuing that journey in She-Hulk Attorney at Law. And again, it's written by Jessica Gao. And the first four episodes, again, were directed by Kate Cairo, who, of course, was somebody who worked on the, the shows such as Girls 5 Ever. She worked on such episodes of shows such as Dead to Me, Modern Family, Shameless. So 
she's worked within the television community on comedy. So this is right up her wheelhouse. And Marvel has been kind of imploring these TV directors who work within these landscapes and can do different things with these kind of characters and within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So other than the CGI, I was very excited for what this was going to bring. It was going to bring all these cool cameos and, and, and do something a little bit different within the Marvel Universe. And again, I only saw the first four episodes, haven't seen all nine, but the first four that I did get, I really did enjoy and I had a lot of fun with what I've been getting with this show so far. Not to kind of spoil anything, again, this is a non-spoiler review, but to kind of crack down on what the episodes do, the first two episodes very much establish Jennifer Wal- or, or excuse me, Jessica Walters as this, this character, as She-Hulk, and being able to do something with, with her life. She's an attorney, but something unexpected happens, and she it turns into She-Hulk, and the first two episodes very much showcase Jennifer in becoming this kind of new character and the popularity that comes with it and then the next two episodes very much kind of begin to tap into that attorney at law aspect where it's very much more about the kind of case by case week to week basis that I think the show is going to kind of get into its groove within within the the subsequent episodes that are set to come out in the, in the next couple of weeks or within episodes three through the rest of the show so I very much enjoyed it it was a lot of fun and it's really all anchored by Tatiana Maslany who is an an exceptional actress who's done shows such as Orphan in Black. She's done, she was recently in the new reinvention of Perry Mason over on HBO. And she's somebody who I've known to be more of a dramatic actress. If you've watched Orphan in Black that and, and you see the layer of performances that she has to give and when she's uh, when she's utilizing all these different personalities, it makes sense for why she would do so good in this role. But I never knew who knew her to have a very big comedic side to her, and she very much has a comedic bone in her body. She is somebody who is able to command the screen, but also deliver great comedic timing, but also kind of endear the audiences with her and make you really want to root for her and the journey that she goes on. And she has great chemistry with the rest of the cast, who is absolutely dynamite. And even though he is a special guest star, he's more of, he's not really a leading role in this show, but very much has a presence, is of course Mark Ruffalo himself with Bruce Banner and the chemistry that the two of them have together I very much believe that they are cousins and right away you just you, you just see the repertoire that they have with one another and you like the kind of the comedic stakes that they both have with each other and I know people don't like what they've done with with Hulk and that he's more of Professor Hulk he's got more of a comedic side but I do think that within this show they tap into something where you see some of the angles from the previous Hulks that we've seen, but also mixing in with this more newer, fun side that we've seen from both Mark Ruffalo and now what we're seeing with Tatiana Maslany. And then also, she I think some of the other great cast members that she has great interactions with, Josh Segura, who was Prometheus in the DC CW show Arrow. I thought he has been a highlight of this show so far. He is so funny. He has some really great moments, especially in the the. The later episodes, specifically three and four, I thought he really performed very well and he had some really cool moments to himself. Then the chemistry between Jennifer Walters and Ginger Gonzalez's character who plays her best friend, Nikki Ramos, they just have a great chemistry and just kind of being these friends who are trying to navigate light with one another. And I think people are going to really be able to relate to that. And then, of course, someone else who is a highlight who is very prominent in this show so far is Emil Blonsky. Tim Roth comes back 
to play the abomination from the 2008 film Incredible Hulk. And it's a, it's a very different Emil Blonsky than we, I think, have come to see. And that's because of the lighter tone that the show is trying to approach it with. But I think because of the, the amount of time that is taking place between that film and this show, it's a natural kind of way to showcase a different shade of this character. And I really like what Tim Roth was able to do in this show so far. And the writing on the show is so, so good. And I think some of the jokes that they're able to have with it, both directly in the universe, but also kind of at the universe and and, and what the MCU is, is, is a really good mix and blend. And it's not just all jokes and jokes and comedy. I think they do a really good job. That's something like Miss Marvel did, where it's able, it's able to mix in these lighter heart moments, but able to, when, when it wants to be a little bit more serious and mature, it's able to do that. And you're able to have some really good emotional moments and connect with these characters, especially with, with Jennifer Walters, and really feel for the journey that she is kind of going on in this in this show. And I really like, again, what Tatiana Maslany has been able to do. And something, again, kind of going back to what she did with Orphan in Black, or Orphan Black, excuse me, is is being able to, again, have all these different personalities. And very much, I think, one of the great things about the writing and the acting with She-Hulk is that very much Jennifer Walters and the persona of She-Hulk when she transforms are two kind of very different people, even though they're from the same body. Jennifer Walters is a little bit more reserved and and kind of, of shy, but but she wants to make it in her world. And when she becomes She-Hulk, it's that, it's that beauty and that elegance, but very much more forthcoming powerful wants gets what she wants and and is able to kind of 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 of, of utilize that in a very good and, and interesting way and to kind of go to the to the she-hulk aspect of it the cgi which again i was very hard on especially in that first trailer but i knew that it it, it came out around april or around april may of this year and i knew that it was gonna it wasn't coming out until august so they had plenty of time to tweak the cgi make it look a little bit more elegant and natural than it did in that first trailer. And with each marketing ploy that the that Disney and Marvel put out with this show, it looked better and better and better. And I think when you see the final product, you're going to be able to, for the most part, be able to just go with the flow of what they're able to do with She-Hulk. I think there's about a 5% instance between 100% where it looks a little jaggedy here and there, but usually you're able to be sucked right back into it. It doesn't take you out of it for most of the time. When they do allow close-ups on her, it looks very realistic. It doesn't look kind of out of place like the trailers kind of did, especially in that first teaser. So the CGI looks really good. Shout out to the VFX team that, again, has done a lot of stuff with the, with the MCU, and there's a lot of projects that they do. And this was the one that they really, I think, had to put in a little bit more time for. And you definitely see the work that they were able to do with it. And then one of the other big aspects about the character that comes from the comics and that has been done in the MCU before is the fourth wall breaking. And I think with the fourth wall breaking, it, it, when you 
jump right into it, people I think are gonna wonder, is it gonna take you out of it? Is it gonna be distracting? And I think, again, it goes to the writing. They choose the right point to put the fourth wall breaking in. It's not every single episode, it's not every single moment there's a fourth wall happening where Jennifer is directly talking to the audience, but when they do utilize it, it's for a good scene that I think it adds more to what she's going through. And it gets you into the headspace of what Jennifer Walters is really thinking with all this stuff really kind of going on. And it's going to be very interesting to see how they utilize this kind of fourth wall breaking with Deadpool. And they don't kind of use it as a plot device. They just kind of rip the Band-Aid off and they just go with it. And I think they utilize it in really good ways. It's really funny at certain moments in time. So I'm, I'm really excited to see how they continue to utilize it going forth within the show. And then another aspect of it that... I think a lot of people are going to be looking forward to that a lot of people are going to be wondering and excited about are the cameos and what kind of cameos are we going to be getting is what else is is cooked up in the sleeve of Marvel and I will say that with the cameos it's not just kind of a oh this person is appearing in the MCU and then that's it these cameos that they've been doing so far and you see in the trailers it's not really a spoiler but someone like Wong does come up in these first four episodes and he, and he has a, a big part to play especially in the latter half of these episodes. And I really like the way that they utilized him. He fit well with the comedy. He has some great moments throughout, especially in episode four, not to spoil anything about it, but he has some really good moments in that episode. But I really like the way that they utilized him. I will say, again, it's in the trailer, but we do not get Daredevil in these four episodes. Daredevil has still yet to appear in this show, so he's somewhere between episodes five and nine, so he's in the 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 latter half, the back half of this show. So again, I don't know how he looks. I don't know how to utilize him. He has not appeared in the first four episodes, but the way that they utilize these cameos and they bring these characters in, it fits naturally within the MCU and, and within this show, and it's surprising because it really makes the utilizes this show really well and integrates it into the MCU that I think other shows really haven't done. They've been very much more kind of self-contained stories that might have impacts within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but they're not connecting it to the greater, wider world. She-Hulk is very much kind of sitting in that precipice where we're dealing with the master of the mystic arts and Wong. We're dealing with the abomination. Obviously, Daredevil is going to appear somewhere in the series, and who knows who else is going to show up in this show, but I do think that with, with with what the cameos are going to utilize, they're doing a really good job of delivering it and also delivering on some questions and answers and connections within some of the other Phase 4 projects that connect with She-Hulk that they do a very good job of answering when it comes to Wong and the Abomination and Hulk. It all kind of, it, it all kind of not seamlessly, but it, it answers questions that I think some fans might have of where this takes place within the timeline. So I think they utilize the cameos really, really well. And I think what the show does differently than a lot of other shows, and I think it's a, it's a great fresh perspective on it, is that it, it offers a slice of life within the Marvel Cinematic Universe that we haven't seen before. So far, this is very much a kind of, not to say the stakes are are not there, but they're very much lower stakes than something like a WandaVision has done, or what an Eternals is, or an Avengers film, where it's a world or universe life and death situation. It's about just kind of these run-of-the-mill trials that are kind of going on 
these court battles with all these super powered individuals that are happening. And we get to see all these characters in different elements. We get to see Hulk kind of on this paradise island and 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 working in, in labs and and being a scientist, but also we see Jennifer Walters in her dating life and all, but just trying to be a good lawyer and she doesn't want this this kind of monarch of She-Hulk to take her over. She wants to be known as a good lawyer. So she just wants to do her job correctly. With Wong, we get some really good things when he's not saving the multiverse. What is he doing in his own time? We get to see some of that, some of the abomination. We, we've never seen that before within the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I think this show is doing a really good job of offering that and showcasing some of these new characters in a new and intriguing way. So I'm really excited for more episodes to come. I'm really excited to see where the show takes off. Again, I've had a lot of fun with it. I think it's, it's it offers a lighter tone than some of these, even some of the other lighter MCU stuff that has come so far. I think fans will enjoy it, but I do think that some fans might not like the humor, and I think they might not like some of the more modern aspects that are integrated into this show. That And I think it's going to be a very interesting debate to see what people's reactions to this show is going to be. But overall, I'm having a lot of fun with it so far. I can't wait to see where it goes within the next couple of weeks, especially once we get past episode four, since I haven't seen anything beyond that. I'm excited to see where the show goes from there, where they utilize some of these other characters, where they continue to take Jennifer Walters' journey. I think by episode four, we're just kind of getting started into the overall story with with where these characters are heading. But I really did enjoy this show. I enjoyed the aspects of it, the the slice of life kind of of ways that the show is utilized some of the characters. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what else comes out. I think a lot of people will enjoy these four episodes when they come out over the next couple of weeks. It seems like they're doing one episode per week. So this Thursday, it's going to be the first episode and then every single week is going to be one per week. So I think a lot of people are going to be excited about this show. I think it's going to introduce people to the MCU with the kind of show that this is. And I think it's going to have Marvel fans happy, but it might turn some Marvel fans off. So I'm very curious to see where this is going to land. But Marvel continues to do new and exciting things. And this is just the latest example of that happening. So if you have seen She-Hulk Attorney at Law, what did you think about it? Again, I highly recommend checking it out when it drops tomorrow, Thursday, August 18th on Disney+. Plus. Again, it's going to be the first episode, the premiere of She-Hulk Attorney at Law. And with that down and out of the way, that will do it for this edition of the Sam Bissell Podcast and this review on the podcast as well. Once again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check out my channel for more content. You can check me out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Radio Public, SoundCloud, and much more. Also, make sure to tune in on to the Ambiguous Podcast Solutions, and be sure to check out the other amazing shows that are on there, such as You Mad Bro, the number one source to see what the internet is pissed off about on a weekly basis. Also, check out goal-driven professionals geared toward improving client relations, return on investment, and customer acquisition costs for independent businesses and services. Also, make sure to check out The Daily Grind, a weekly motivational podcast with Kelly Johnson, giving you everyday tips and key takeaways on reaching your goals. Also, along the way, make sure to check out these other amazing shows on the Podcast Solutions such as Wrestle Attic Radio, Fretzelmania Podcast, and Midnight Showing. You can check these out and so much more on the website, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com, also on Facebook and Twitter at Real Ambiguous. And if you want to check out Canopy Treehouse, use the coupon code AMBIGUOUS. Also, when you get a chance, make sure to follow me on social media. You can find me on Twitter, at Bissell Samuel, that's B-U-S-S-E-L-L-S-A-M-U-E-L, and also on Facebook at Sam Bissell. Also, make sure to check out my YouTube channel on the Sam Bissell Podcast. So once again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning into this review and until next time keep on screening no the book of 
American uh, laws. Whether you like it or not, you're now a superhero. Let's do this. You know that friend you had in high school? Who was way cooler than you were, attractive, got all the attention from everyone. Hello. Mm -hmm. I think I'm jealous. Is that what I'm feeling?